Welcome to Flix, my name's Daniel Swan, this is episode 147 in which myself and my lovely wife Tiffany B embark on a new multi-episode journey by discussing Clerks, the film that taught the world the name Kevin Smith. Although the world already knew the name Kevin Smith, everybody knows that Kevin Smith is. It's a standard name. I am a big Kevin Smith fan. There, I said it. He got me when I was a teen and has kept a hold of me ever since. I listen to his podcast, I watch his Q&As, I've read his comics. I am a fan. But the last couple of films of his that I have seen have been subpar, let's say. Yoga Hoses, especially, is one of only three films of the almost 400 that I've reviewed for flicks across the podcasts and Instagram that I have given a zero to. Mm. I didn't even give Sex and the City 2 a zero. So I started to wonder, has he always been bad? Was my love of his previous films a side effect of my stupid teenage mind? To find out, and because we haven't done a single flicks on any of his films, mm. I thought this would be a great opportunity to do a deep dive on the film's of Mr. Kevin Smith. And so we start, of course, with Clarks. Sounds weird in an English accent. Clerks. Clerks. <laughs> Sounds even worse. It tells the story of a day in the life of Dante Hicks, a man in his early 20s, in the early 90s, who gets dragged into his job at a convenience store on his day off. <laughs> and what a day he has. Hockey, death, shock engagements, and the misanthropy of his colleague-slash-friend, Randall Graves. The film was hailed as one of the most important films in the indie movie boom of the 90s, and its writer-director was championed as the voice of Generation X. But is it any good? Does everything in the film really clerk well? Or is it a clerk time for us all? Does it work well or is it a dark time oh, for us? Oh, got it, yeah. I use got the it. two different pronunciations very cleverly. Wow, absolutely. To help me decide, is the lady wearing a shirt and tie for date night to my homophobic drug dealer, Tiffany B. Tiffany B? Hi. Hi. Um, what's your experience with Kevin Smith or what was it prior to embarking upon this odyssey? Very limited, like yoga hoses. Was that one of the first? I mean, how many of them have I forced you to watch? I think I've seen Chasing Amy. Okay. And yoga hoses. And that was it. And then that silent Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back or reboot. Reboot. Strike Back will be coming. Don't worry. Don't you worry, my girl. Great. Um, (laughs) And then that's it, really. Yeah. Nothing. So you're coming into this pretty fresh. Yes. Although, albeit with having seen two not-so-good ones to kick off. Yeah. 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 And Chasing Amy. Mm. Um, And so, in a spoiler-free context, Mm. what did you think of Clerks? 
clerks. Uh, I... <laughs> <laughs> I no did not like it. You did not like it. I did it. not like you it. You did not like I it. I did not like it. Did not like it, baby. Um, I will say, you know, it's obviously very raw, yes. you know, in its nature, yes. you know. And so I do think... Um, so this, I didn't expect that. Okay. I think you told me it was his first film yeah. and that he'd gotten like some kind of award for it and stuff. Yeah. But I didn't realise it was so kind of scrappy and kind of, um, you know, like, um, I don't know what the word is, but raw, I think, yeah. is the one that just keeps Punky. bringing to mind. Just, yeah, just very kind of bare bones yeah. of a film so this is the one that he so he made it off his own back um he like maxed out three or four credit cards to um uh to make the film for those that don't know the story of clerks um yeah just shot it on his own um he'd gone to film school but dropped out with a guy called scott Mosier, who then helped him produce this film uh, and has now gone on to Directing other things like he he directed or co-directed the that uh, animated Grinch film that oh, we saw. Right, yeah. So he's going on to different things as well. Um, yeah, so he just got his mates and you know cast a few kind of local actors, made it for like twenty seven thousand dollars, I think. Right. The vast majority of which just went on like film stock. Yeah. Uh, he was working at the quick stop that the, it was filmed in at the time. Um, so he obviously got that for free. He had to film only at night, which is why he wrote in the thing about the shutters right. being gummed up and having to be closed because when yeah. he shot inside, it would it would always be dark. Um, yeah, and then he kind of went to uh, Sundance and, and got it bought by uh, Miramax, I think, who then gave him gave extra him money, money to kind of uh, clean it up in kind of post-production. But yeah, the actual kind of making of it like he kind of sold his comic book collection and stuff, so it was really kind of scraping together whatever yeah. money he could. And so it is, yeah, it's very much it's a guy yeah. just kind of off his own back. Yeah. And it feels like that. Scraping a film together. Yeah, yeah. And so um I I don't know that I'm like sophisticated enough in my taste to like see through some <laughs> of the the, the shoddiness, yeah. I felt quite impacted by the shoddiness. Okay. And there were just aspects of it that I, that really took away from my enjoyment. And, mm. um, yeah, I, I think, you know, you can see there's value there, yeah. of course. Um, but overall, I found it quite hard to watch. Yeah, I've always said with clerks, God, we need to work out a good way of saying it. Clerks doesn't sound right. Clerks doesn't sound right either. How does how does Americans say it? How clerks. does Americans say? Clerks. Are they saying clerks or are they just saying clerks with an American accent? Uh, the, the 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 word C L E R K S is pronounced clerks. Right. It's not. It doesn't have the kind of a sound that we would have in the UK. Right. Okay. So just say clerks. Clerks. Just okay. Well, clerks. I mean, it's weird. It's weird. It's weird. It's. I'm not going to lie to you, Dan. It's weird. <laughs> um, yeah. I. I've always kind of respected it more than I've liked it. Yeah. I think even in my kind of, you know, the heyday of my Kevin Smith fandom. Yeah. It was always like, 
it's amazing that he, you know, made a feature film yeah, on his own. Yeah, it's impressive. Very, yeah. very impressive. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's not it's not the best film in the world. No. Although I did I did enjoy it more than I was expecting. Um, and I don't know whether that's the kind of nostalgia thing of going back and watching yeah, it because because it was never one of my favourites. It's not one that I've watched over and over again. Yeah. And so I haven't watched it in some time. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I enjoyed it more than I more than I thought I was going to. But yeah, I can absolutely understand that it's a yeah, it's a very um, rough yeah, it's a film that's definitely been scraped together. Yeah. Um, amateurish. Yes. In a lot of uh, in a lot of areas. Yeah. Um, who's your MVP? Can I ask you, please? My MVP was Lisa Spoonor. Spoonour. Hour. Mine too. Why did you pick Lisa? Um, because she's not in it for very long. She's but not. she um can act. So <laughs> there was that. Um, I just found her to be head and shoulders above the rest, and I felt like, oh, finally. As uh, Caitlin Bree. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, yeah, I thought she was quite good. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, I thought she played her role very well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I just thought she was like, yeah, a much better actor than really any anyone else. Yeah. So. I just enjoyed being in the presence of an actor in that way where yeah. it's like what going to a um, school play yeah, and then the teacher maybe acts a part and you're like, oh, okay, that's good. <laughs> now I actually know what's going on. Or, yeah. you know, I yeah. actually am buying into this. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, yeah, I just thought she was a good actor yes. compared to the others. I agree. I agree. It's, um, yeah, very much a... Uh... A breath of fresh air when yeah. she comes in, yeah. Because um, it's a very obviously, you know, it's a an entire film set largely within a, you know, a convenience store, and so dialogue plays a big part. And mm. Kevin Smith's obviously a big fan of dialogue, and everybody's very kind of verbose mm. in a very kind of unrealistic, heightened kind of way. Yeah. Um, and it kind of it kind of niggles a little bit, and then when she comes along, you think, "Well, a good actor, yeah, might can take this, this unrealistic dialogue." And it's like, without wanting to blow too much smoke up his ass, but like Shakespeare, like if a bad actor with Shakespeare, yeah, you don't, I don't know what the fuck's going on. What are you talking about? This yeah. is nonsense. Yeah. But then if a good actor gets hand gets their yeah. hands on it. Then you think, oh, they kind of imbue it with a bit more, yeah, um, a bit more meaning and a bit more kind of, yeah, purpose, I suppose. Um, so yeah, I think she's, um, yeah, yeah, I think she was very good. And what did she go on to do? Anything? Uh, she went on to die, unfortunately, oh. um, an accidental overdose of hydromorphone uh, at the age of forty-four in twenty seventeen, which is a shame. Oh. Uh, I don't think she really went on to um, act in that much more. Oh, okay. Um, after that. It's um, a shame. I thought she was good. Yeah, it's a real shame. Um, but she's, uh, yeah, she she has her her moment in the sun. And, yeah. And, uh, yeah, is very good. Mm. Seizes it with both hands. Mm. Well, if that is, you know, if you're keen to avoid spoilers for this film that was released in 1994, then um, <laughs> feel free to, to leave us at this point. That was our spoiler-free review of clerks um but for those of you who have either seen the film 
or are thinking, do you know what, at this point, just spoil it for me, guys, just spoil it for me, I don't even care anymore, um, then listen on, you have only a jingle's worth of time to wait before we really delve deep into this one. So let's have that jingle right now. We're just about to spoil this film. So I'm telling you it won't be groovy If you listen any further Without watching the movie It's spoilers! Jingle over. We are now out of the desert of spoiler-free. We are deep into the swamp of spoiler-filled. Wading our way through the, the shallow waters uh, using our patented five-point six outcome rating system to delve into the nitty and indeed the gritty of Kevin Smith's the best black and white film he's ever made. The only one. The only one. Um, Clerks. 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 Tiffany B. Here's your point where we are. Here's a point where we was making it on his own with his mates. He's just doing his Best young man. Uh, okay. Um, okay, okay. So I mentioned it, but it is <clears throat> my biggest point. <laughs> um, which She's is... going to kick off with really... The acting. Okay. With particular focus on uh, the guy who played Dante. Are we talking about um, Brian O'Halloran? Yes, Brian. Brian. Oh, yeah. He, oh, I thought he was a terrible actor from start to finish. And I was so disappointed when I realised that it was his story and that he was going to be in every single shot. Um, Or, you know, as good as damn it. And I just, I found it really hard. Yeah. Really hard for that reason. I thought he was so wooden. Or when he was trying, it was so unnatural and, oh, I don't know. I hate to kind of really pull someone apart like this, mm. but I just don't think he's a good actor. And yeah. so just to be with him for so long mm. was just trying, you know? And it mm. made, it really, you know, bright side is, it made me really value good actors. Yeah. Um, Like when the uh, Lisa... Spoon Hour. Spoon Hour came on. Um, you notice, you're like, oh, wow, yeah. This mm. is it's so much more comfortable and relaxing mm. to be with somebody who can act. Mm. Um, and, you know, you're not seeing the cracks all the time and you're not thinking, oh, God, that was a bit cringy or mm. that's a bit over the top or, like, what's he even doing? Or my pet peeve of just shouting. <laughs> oh, shouting. <laughs> like... Nobody in the world is like that. And it's so amateur. Yeah. It's so amateur. It's like drama school. Yeah. Or even not even drama school. You don't even have to have gotten into drama school. You just... Drama at school. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and it's just kind of a go-to because kids and, you know, amateur people don't know how to, you know, express emotion yeah. in a nuanced way. Yeah. And so... Just, it's rough. I do think it's really rough. Yeah. And I honestly think that uh, that alone, the f- how bad he was, <laughs> brought the film down, like, quite a lot for me. Yeah. And it really meant that I couldn't enjoy it. <laughs> 
I, I just couldn't. I know it's so mean. It's I so kind of mean. hate myself for saying it, but it's true. He's going to be listening to this, babe. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he is. I don't, you know, what's your name? Brian? Brian. I'm sorry, babe. I'm sorry. You tried, you tried. But we can't all be good at everything. No. You know? No. Just, you know, do something else. Yeah, yeah. You'll be good at that. Maybe hopefully. he's a, maybe he could be a great accountant. Absolutely. And the world needs accountants. Yeah, or a great HR middle manager. Yeah. Yeah. A carpenter, perhaps. Who knows? Who knows? Something where you're not acting. <laughs> That's what I would say. Um, yeah, I know. Really mean, but the truth is I thought it was terrible and I was really struggling to to see past that. Yeah. Throughout. Yeah, it's one of my points as well. Um, you know, if you're... Even, even with a really low-budget film... If, you, if you're casting somebody who is bad, then it's going to hurt it. Yeah. It's, you know, it, like you say, it's very difficult to get on board with it because yeah, it's like you're spending so much time with this person who who can't act, who can't kind of... And you look at someone like uh, Jeff Anderson, who plays Randall, mm. who is not an actor either. No. And obviously he has the benefit of... He's the kind of the wacky sidekick, so he doesn't have to carry any of the kind of emotional yeah. weight of the story. Yeah. But even with him not being a particularly good actor either, mm. there's a charisma about him. Yeah. Yeah, like, that's that true. You kind of you want to watch him much more than you want to watch Dante. Yeah. Um, and it just yeah it it does make it very very tricky to really kind of engage with the with the story and especially like you say with him being in it so much like because there are some films where you know you've got your protagonist but then there's other stuff going on as well mm. but with this he's in that there's it's only the bit the the couple of scenes in the video, video store, store yeah um where it's just randall and then the bit in where he goes to the other video store yeah uh with randall that um that dante's not in yeah or the little conversation that uh, Randall has with um, Caitlin when mm. she shows up with her lovely poofy blouse and yeah. <laughs> braces and that tie. Oh, early nineties. <laughs> um, that yeah, he's just in it all the time, uh, and just with these swathes of dialogue. Yeah, that he, you know, and again going back to old Lisa. This is a kind of a, a fan party for Lisa. Um, but she delivers the dialogue in a way that it's, you know, obviously it's not realistic dialogue. It's not supposed to be realistic dialogue. It's not designed to be realistic dialogue. But when she delivers it, when they're having their big kind of conversation in the, in the video store, like, it's just like, it is a revelation Hmm. because he's still doing what he's doing and talking to her really close as well. Hmm. Like really like, and I know that often happens in films because for framing and stuff, but he's like all over it. It's gross. Um, But she's kind of giving it different things. And you you know how she feels about certain things, even if that's not the words that are coming out of her mouth. You just kind of, I don't know. It's, um, and it, yeah, really serves to really highlight how, how, much of a weak link he is. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's a real shame. 
is. Real, real shame. Because you think that same script, when yeah, when she turns up and she's doing well with the dialogue, yeah. you think that same script yeah. with a better actor, yeah, it would be a different film. Yeah. Yeah, I almost feel like this film is like, it's not a film that should be seen, like, by... <laughs> <laughs> And I mean this as a compliment. <laughs> no, it's like it's like an audition tape. Is it, yeah, Do you know what like I mean? A, it's a proof like of concept yeah, kind of and thing. then some, and then somebody says, "Oh, okay, yeah, actually, this is good. Let's give you some money to do it again." To do it properly. Yeah, like yeah. with some actors and yeah. with some guidance and whatever. But you know what I mean? <laughs> like it does feel like that. It feels so raw. It's great. Really enjoyed it. I just don't think it should be seen. <laughs> no, I didn't say it was great and I enjoyed it. <laughs> I think I'll I'll correct you there. Um no, but do you know what I mean? Yeah. It just feels so kind of amateur. Yeah. That you, you I found it hard mm. in that sense. I think it's, you know, something you submit to, like, get into film school or to get yeah. someone to invest in you or whatever. Mm. It's got, like, some raw talent there. Mm. But it, it's not a good enough product on yeah. its own, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I've always wondered why people love it so much. Because it's, I yeah. think, to this day, it's, it's the one of his films that has the kind of probably highest overall, mm. like... Rotten Tomato score or whatever. I think critics like. I mean, I, I think the 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 context is very important. That it, yeah. it was part of this kind of new wave of it's it's the kind of film that people hadn't seen at that yeah. point. Yeah. Of like, you know, it's away from the studio system. It's away from like having yeah. notes and oh, can we change this and can we change that? It's very just kind of grungy. Yeah, this is just this guy making it on his own. Yeah. Which you know the 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 kind of price of film and the price of cameras prevented that from happening prior to this point but yeah. now they're kind of getting a bit more affordable you yeah. know just people are able to make these off their own backs now yeah that's the i guess that was very exciting but that's like watched taken on its own you think like even for a, a fan of his like me i'm yeah. like this, i don't know it's, it's not good enough it's not good enough like and not in a mean way yeah. like it's great it's a great achievement mm. and it's a great example of like demonstrating talent mm. but you know like you don't see people's auditions <laughs> you see them <laughs> when they've you know gotten some support from experts they yeah. i don't know anyway yeah i just yeah so brian o'halloran bad actor thumbs down thumbs down both of us both of us okay what so next one um, another kind of big overarching thing for me is, and you've touched on it, I'm sure it's going to be a positive for you, but for me, uh, the dialogue, I didn't like it. No. And maybe it's because the acting was so bad. And you are right that yeah. when Lisa Spoonauer comes along, you think, oh, this could be a lot better. Mm -hmm. um, but the disastrous combination <laughs> of bad acting and I think really amateur-ish dialogue. Wow. I know, I know it's like heightened. Yeah. And I know it's meant to be, I don't know, these, you know, musings. Mm. But I just found them kind of annoying. Yeah. Yeah. So it's so over the top and like, you know, I find it very odd and, you know, we've not to kind of skip ahead, but we have watched other films of his. He has these characters who are, you know, really kind of 
average, mm-hmm. normal people. And yet they speak like they're philosophy students. Yeah. And it just doesn't work for me. No. No, the language they use, the words they use, it feels also like... Uh, I feel like I can constantly... Uh, I'm constantly aware of the screen screenwriter's presence. Okay. I'm constantly aware that this is not a natural dialogue yeah. for these cu- kind of characters. Yeah. And it just takes me out of it a bit. Mm. It's, it's this weird, like, juxtaposition mm. of this kind of grungy, I don't give a shit about anything kind of guy mm. or guys. And then they're kind of elevated language and dialogue that they use to discuss you know complex thoughts and emotions yeah and maybe that's what you love about it and other people love about it i just found it odd Mm. like what who are these people yeah you know to the point where i didn't get it Mm. i felt like i don't really get what we're doing here yeah and i don't really believe it Mm. you know i don't believe that any characters like them you know real people would talk that way Mm. i just don't yeah because i guess the thing is isn't it fun that note that they wouldn't speak like this but they are but i would counter with no interesting (laughs) i mean it could be the you know uh to give it far more nobility and and uh respect than it probably deserves but in that same way of like Rosencrantz and Guildenstern kind of thing. You get these kind of uh, long kind of literary dramatic tradition of these kind of fools who actually kind of talk in these very kind of verbose ways. And the fun, you know, the fun thing is that juxtaposition of they're these very kind of low class characters that, you know, are talking in this this kind of heightened way. Um, Which is not to say that, that, you know, that they're anyway on that level, but... Yeah, I think that's probably the yeah Bye. the appeal for, for yeah. some people. And obviously yeah. if it doesn't work for you, that doesn't work for you. But Yeah. Um, no, I, I mean, I get it. I can see that it would be something that appeals to people. It just, mm. I, for me, I just, it didn't, it didn't work. Yeah. yeah. I found it. I think, like I say, I was too conscious that this had been written by somebody else for yeah. this character to say. Yeah. I never, and then you could argue that was the acting. Mm. You you know, yeah. there's probably a strong argument for that. But nonetheless, throughout, mm. I felt like the dialogue kind of took me out of it mm. quite a lot, you know? Okay, fair enough, fair enough. I'm going to go with the positive, uh, the dialogue. I knew it, knew it, knew it, knew it. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I do enjoy the the fact that it's these just these regular people who are t- who are talking in these kind of very verbose ways i'm a fan of language i'm a fan of long words you know especially kind of you know long words used kind unnecessarily. of unnecessarily <laughs> um i like that i like learning new words and i like hearing people use words that you don't often hear i don't think it always works um, I think sometimes it's too much, and again, we might get onto this in other films. Uh, in his oeuvre, um, it's a, a lesson that he doesn't really learn particularly well, um, or he learns, but he never completely cures himself of. Um, I think the big problem with this that I think he does 
get better at as he moves along is everybody sounds exactly the same. Yeah. I like the idea of these, yeah, these two guys talking in this kind of, yeah, very flowery way and using words that, that you know, logically they, they wouldn't use. But I think even within that, you could find some kind of different voice in them. Yeah. Like, you can read either of their... You know, you could read a line from any yeah. of the characters and not really be able to pick out who said yeah. it. Um, and I think that's that's not great. But I think it is... Yeah, there is just a, a fun to it, I think, for me. It's, it's, it becomes almost kind of musical. I think it's, it's the thing that, that kind of got me... Uh, one of the things that kind of got me hooked on him in the first place is... is yeah, partly that you, you, know, you don't really... Well, I hadn't, to that point, watched films that use language in the way that, that mm. he uses language. Um, in this, yeah, very kind of heightened, stylized way. Um, but also that it's, yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, there's there's a kind of a fun to it, a fun of, of, yeah, kind of using these, yeah, these very long words and these very kind of eloquently you know, worded phrases that you wouldn't normally have. I just, yeah, I think it's it, it was it was different at the time when I first watched it. And, uh, I, yeah, there's still still bits of it that I really, mm. really enjoy and certain little kind of phrasings and stuff um, that I think are really fun. So, yeah, it's not perfect by any means. Um, and, yeah, I, I, I wish... The, the, the thing that really, yeah, it definitely stood out to me watching it again this time is that, yeah, there's there's one character yeah it is one just voice. it is just kevin smith yeah. you know writing for all of them and i think yeah as we as we progress along you get you get a little improvement each time yeah with it with with people you know talking slightly differently um but yeah i, I yeah for me it's it's fun i enjoy it mm. do you think um that you would have felt the same way if you hadn't have watched it as a teenager because i feel that plays a big part in why I'm so not on board with it yeah. and why you are. Because Possibly. I have, this is my first viewing yeah. and I'm obviously a grown-up. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think things are different when you're a teenager. You're, yeah. You know, you're much more, um, you know, um, easily influenced or, yeah. in, you know, I don't know, things kind of stay with you, stick with you. Yeah. And... Um, I don't know. I think you're much, much less cynical for mm -hmm. one, um, and much more uh, inclined towards things that are cool or yeah. maybe unrealistic. Is is yeah. the good thing about it? Yeah. That's what I'm kind of pulling it up on. Mm -hmm. Of like, well, it's not really realistic. No character would talk like that. But as a teenager, maybe you it's don't like, oh care. Oh my god, it's so unrealistic. Yes. No one would talk like exactly. this. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe yeah. that's what you're looking for. Like, yeah, you don't be. want the average what you, you know everybody else is making. Mm. And so maybe that's what the value of, uh, yeah. of this is. Is that you know, and like you say, maybe it's not perfect, mm. but it's it's bringing something new. Yeah. I th I think I think I would still enjoy it, but yeah, I would probably not be as forgiving of of yeah. the flaws of it. I think when you're when you're a teen, and I think when I was a teen, being a, you know, a cool young guy who loved words, loved language and loved using, yeah, kind of loved learning new long words and yeah. trying to kind of fit them into everyday life. If as think as as a teenager, if you find something that is in any way 
seems yeah. like it's catered to you yeah. and something that's particular about you, you'll grab onto it yeah. with both hands. You're screaming out for like, just somebody make something for me yeah. to, to let me know kind of... Who I am. Who I am and that I'm not alone and that there's yeah. other people who like this kind of stuff. So I think absolutely, yeah, the, yeah. the, the teenageness, um, yeah, probably did play a, play a part in it. But I, th- I think... Yeah, I think even if I even if I saw it today, it it I think it would still be a plus point, yeah. but it might be a little bit more lonely as a plus point. There yeah. might not be as yeah. as many other plus points surrounding it. Interesting. Um, yeah, because I do I do like a long word. You do and in that same kind I of mean, like I don't know Tarantino, some Tarantino dialogue. It's ridiculous, yeah. but it's really fun. He has a much better grasp of characters, I think, than, than yeah. Kevin Smith does. Um, I I really like. Uh, one of the things that I remember really liking about The Wolf of Wall Street is that there's these, like, long dialogue scenes that, mm. you know, obviously Scorsese puts in that because it's fucking four hours long or whatever it is, but it has these interesting, like, this, the, the scene with DiCaprio and McConaughey mm. when they're talking, and that goes on for a few minutes. Yeah. And in any other film, you feel like we'd have come into that, like, a minute later than we do, and it would yeah. have left two minutes yeah. earlier. But he kind of allows them to breathe. And so I, I do enjoy those kind of dialogue heavy um kind of things mm. but yeah i think yeah probably less forgiving about yeah the, the, the kind of the down points of it as i mean i do like those dialogue things as well but i do think it it you know it is um such a focus mm. that it requires pretty sophisticated management mm. you know for it to really work um and without to prevent you from kind of looking around or look mm. you know getting distracted or whatever and yeah. it can be done really well mm. like you say you've already you know talked about examples where it has been done really well but um i think it's 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 uh, it's a it's a difficult thing to get right mm. i think and i don't think that he did yeah um i think he shows that he could mm. in the future mm. but that he didn't yeah if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so I'm going to carry on with the kind of teenage point. Um, <laughs> and I don't know if this would be different if I was a teenager or younger or a different kind of person entirely. <laughs> if I was fundamentally different, I might have really enjoyed this, but I'm not, so I didn't. I found it hard, and I know this this changes during the course of the film, but... I did find it hard to be on board with characters that are so cynical yeah. and lethargic and listless mm. and miserable seeming. Yeah. That I don't know, I was just like, can we just speed this up a little bit to the point where they care about something <laughs> or they do something yeah. or you know what I mean? Like yeah. I just I found that really hard. Um uh, you know, is I did really like, uh, well, not really like. I preferred the Randall character. Yes. But even him, you know, in the video store, there's some funny bits mm. where people are like, "Oh, can you get that film with that person or whatever," um, which I like. But um, he's so mean to everyone. Like <laughs> yeah. he hates the world. Yeah. In that teenage way. Yeah. That's really tiresome yeah. as an adult to be around a teenager. You yeah. just think, oh sort yourself out mm. love you know i don't want to hear it your life is not that bad shut up <laughs> um do you know what i mean yeah and i think for me that period of um listlessness and like 
you know, cynicism and, you know, I don't want to be here and I'm so yeah. too cool for this. And it just went on for too long. Yeah. I was like, okay. Yeah. And I get when you're a teenager, that's exactly how you feel. Yeah. Um, but I found it quite hard. Yeah. The characters and who they were and their speed of development or change yeah. was, it was too slow for me. That's fair enough. That's yeah. fair enough. Yeah, I think that's probably one that, that, yeah, had I not watched it as a younger man, I probably would have come in and thought. Um, and, I, yeah, I absolutely will get on board with the idea that Randall is like, yeah, I get it, but just, like, maybe let's put, a, you know, put the brakes on it a little bit. Because some of the people that he speaks to yeah. are not that bad. Yeah, and that's the thing. They're just and trying to get by. Is that the point? That they're, day. like, that they're just so fed up with the world that even reasonable people they hate i mean i think that's the i think that's the thing of um yeah that they kind of get to at the end when he's like you know we we yeah when he has his re- realization that you know we we like to pretend that we're better than everyone else but we're not we're just yeah. you know we're just as stupid as everyone else and yeah if we were much better than everyone else then we wouldn't be working these jobs but yeah we are, so but it, yeah it takes a long time to get to that yeah. <laughs> revelation um yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's all a bit kind of teenage and like, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm not even supposed to be here today. Yeah, okay. All right, why don't you quit then? <laughs> well, you all have to work. Yeah. Idiot. Deal with it. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with the positive. Let's um, hear it. And it was something that I didn't really kind of remember as much as you remember it's interesting the things that you remember the things that kind of stick out for you both good and bad and the things that you kind of right well i'm setting myself up to watch a film that's like this yeah and one of the things that i thought was that it's one of those ones that it's just it's just stuff happening yeah for an hour and a half and then it finishes Mm. um but i'd kind of forgotten about that the 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 engagement caitlin's engagement to the asian design major Measure Com- comes in quite early, <laughs> yeah. and so that's this kind of little motif running through it. Um, the idea of the boss going away to Vermont, I think, for the weekend or yeah. something, and so he can't come in. And so, and Dante like saying, "Well, I'm only going to be there until lunchtime." So blah blah blah, and that kind of little thread running through. Um, and so I like, yeah, I like that. Obviously, a lot of it is kind of very vignette-y. Yeah. Very kind of sketchy, almost like yeah. here's the scene with the Chulis gum rep. Yeah. Here's the scene yeah. with the you know hockey. Hockey. Um, the running through that, there is these these kind of little little story things to kind of yeah keep a little bit of there's like you know it's only five miles an hour, but there is a little momentum yeah going through it, and that was again maybe that's coming in and not expecting it at all yeah and so obviously there wasn't a lot of momentum but the, the fact that there was some momentum it's like huh okay that's good surprising. that's good yeah that's pleasantly surprised me so i thought well done kev gosh that. well done kev um okay i'm gonna be positive now yeah Hurrah. um so i thought given uh the fact that you know this is largely shot in one location mm-hmm. Um, I did think that he was quite creative yeah. with 
shooting around the store. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I particularly liked the bit where he's his girlfriend's there and they're sitting down behind the counter and like kind of talking. Mm -hmm. I felt like that felt very natural and like interesting because, you know, so limited Mm. of what you can do in that space Mm. um, that, yeah, that there were a few kind of pieces and I was like, oh, he's, you know, and that did bring movement to it, I thought, progression um, to, you know, a fairly static Mm. location and and not a very kind of uh fast paced story Mm. so um yeah so i think you know if i were um looking at him as a filmmaker that would be something that i'd be like yeah like Mm. he's obviously got an eye for Mm. like different shots and different uh you know setups and and transitioning through, mm. you know, whereas someone not as sophisticated would have just really had like someone standing behind the counter the whole yeah. time, you know. Mm. So we're just like these little pieces where I was like, oh, that's really interesting, or that's mm. that's nice because, um, you know, with such limitations on uh, the location, mm. I think that that's pretty quite a feat to mm. make it seem like interesting and different. Yeah. Um, yeah, you get the kind of the the basic section of you know the two of them behind the counter or one of them behind the counter and one in front of the counter but always facing the same way you get yeah you get the little bit behind the counter you get the stuff with the the customers that they're talking about in the store like the guy with the eggs and the old lady with the milk uh you get the bit where randall's watching the porn and it's even just that little shift over to the side yeah gives it a different kind of feel to it you get all the stuff outside um the video store when Randall's first introduced and the woman's queuing up to, yeah. you know, waiting to get in there, but then it kind of stays on there and then he goes out and he comes back in and all the stuff in the video store. So, yeah, I think he, he yeah, rings every last yeah. kind of shot and angle yeah. out of the, um, yeah, out of that location. Yeah. It's like, that's all you got, baby. Yeah. Use it. Yeah, and good for him. I thought Head up onto job. the roof, do a whole yeah. thing. Why not? Although you can see when he's up on the roof, there's like, no space whatsoever yeah. so there's barely any shots yeah. so that's funny um good well lovely nice bit of positivity there yeah. i enjoy that a lot good um i'm gonna go with another positive there myself Please. if i may yeah. if i may uh, i'm gonna go as much as as i say that there is kind of a, a little story running through it there are bits that are obviously just kind of vignettes they're just like sketches yeah um here's a conversation that we can have and that doesn't really relate to anything before doesn't really relate to anything at the end yeah it's just fun to be in this little moment and i think some of them are really fun i think the the bit where they're talking about the death star and the the contractors on there and then the the built roofer comes in and he's talking about the kind of uh the gangster's house yeah baby face bambino yeah they're very same (laughs) i thought that's really good um i like the um uh, I like the porn titles one. I think that's really funny with the woman um, with her daughter and one of the oh, happy scrappy hero yeah, pups yeah. and he goes through all the... Yeah. I mean, which is funny in and of itself just because, you know, you get to make up some funny porn title names. Yeah. Um, would have preferred more parody ones. I'm a big fan of porn parody titles. Yeah. Um, but They went straight down the line. Just, just gross yeah. sounding things and then oh and what was the name of the, I thought that was very funny uh, I did think the Eggman thing oh, was yeah. funny about the kind of guidance counsellor and it happens all the time with them because they've got such a useless job yeah oh what do you do oh I artificially inseminate 
farm animals or whatever. There's a nice little kind of button to the whole thing. Yeah. So I think, yeah, it's 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 fun to have these little, as well as these kind of conversations that are about the, the larger themes in the thing or the larger story going on, to have these little, just these Incidental. little moments, these little kind of short films within the larger film. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's they're necessary because there's not enough story to you know last the whole thing so you need to kind of bulk it out with these things and if they're rubbish then that's going to hurt it a lot but I thought they're pretty funny Hmm. yeah raised a wry smile even to this seasoned old fart yeah no I mean I think it's a good idea you know having worked in customer service there is you know, there's there's always stories, aren't mm. there, of this person who came in and asked me for this or did yeah. that or this weirdo. Do you remember him? He would come yeah. in every Thursday and whatever. Um, so I quite like the idea of, of mm. kind of picking up that, um, this kind of weird fleeting interaction that mm. you have with people, these little snapshots into their personalities or their lives. And, yeah. And then that's it. Mm. And yeah, like you say, it can kind of create its own little bubble of a mm. story and doesn't have to mean anything. Yeah. And then that's it, it's over. Yeah. And it's it's fun, again, in, in that with this being this film that's just been written and made by this young guy who works in a convenience store, I feel like there's that kind of shared... Because everybody's worked in a service job at yeah. some point. Yeah. 90% of human beings work at some point in a customer-facing role in yeah. a shop, probably. Yeah. And have to deal with idiots talking the shit and conflict. asking for yeah. absolute nonsense. And so there's that fun, like, shared, you know, oh, yeah, aren't people yeah. rubbish? You know. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think it's good. Yeah. Um, okay. And then my last point. I, although, before I get to my last point, just side note. Side note. I am not a big fan of vulgarity for vulgarity's sake, okay. which I think this film indulges in a bit. Okay. Um, like the whole kind of snowballing thing. Mm-hmm. Why are we... T- what are we doing here? <laughs> and the porn stuff and yeah. just some of the sex stuff. And, yeah. like, I hated the stuff about, oh, she's been down on 36 men or yeah. whatever it was. Like... I know the point was that he's overreacting and being yeah. an idiot about it, but I don't know why we need to keep talking about it in such... <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and maybe that's a boy thing. I don't yeah. really know, but it just... I didn't love that. Yeah. It feels, like, gratuitous. You know? Yeah. Okay, I... Yeah, all right. Yeah. Enough. I get it. Anyway, that's not my point. Although it does lead to the great moment where he... Uh, where she storms out. And he storms out afterwards. And he's like, hey, try not to suck any more dick on the way to the parking lot. And the guy turns around and starts walking away. He's like, hey, come back here, come back here. <laughs> that is a funny one. That's true. That's, I mean, it was all worth it Gosh, to get to that, yes. wasn't it? Gosh, yes, let's talk about that. Um, okay, so my last point is a small but positive point. Ooh, um, baby. And it is, I do like when we get there, I do like the development of them as characters, mm-hmm. Randall and Dan- Dante. Dante. Um, and their friendship. There's mm. that kind of, you know, Randall comes across as a, just a really nice guy at the yeah. end, even though he's kind of a dick all, all the way kind through. Of gross bravado. Yeah, but he's, yeah, you know, he's got a soft um, side and he clearly cares about their friendship and, you know, ego check that they mm. give each other at the end and when they're kind of a, just being a little bit more honest mm. 
I think that that was what I liked about the film and that yeah. was what I was looking for. Mm. And in amongst all this dialogue and bad acting, you know, <laughs> you're waiting for this, you know, something authentic to come through. Yeah. And it did mm. um, in that moment of them together sitting down on the floor and, mm. you know, talking. You know, I wish it had come earlier or some yeah. some more kind of little glimmers of authenticity, at least as I see it, mm. had come earlier. But um, but I did really like that moment. I felt like, oh, now we've cut through all of that. Mm. We've just, we're here and we're being honest. Yeah. And that was nice. And mm. I think um, it's a nice moment for the characters. It's a nice moment for the film. And made me really, for the first time in the film, be on their side. Mm. Because the rest of the time I was like, these are moaning teenage idiots. <laughs> I know they're not teenagers, but, you know. Yeah. Um, but then I was like, oh, yeah, they're nice. Mm. Maybe they are nice. Yeah. They're just covering it up with mm. all this crap, you know. Um, so, yeah, I really liked that moment. And I felt that had that kind of did a lot of redeeming for me. Nice. Because I was like, oh, he can write. Yeah you know, honest moments. Mm. He can cut through the dialogue and just think about character. Mm. And I felt like I really saw it in that moment. Yeah. So, yeah. See, it's interesting for me. That was your worst. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I agree with you. I absolutely agree with you. And my negative is that it wraps up terribly. Oh. Like the end of the film is, like, really kind of annoys me because... It's like there's so much. I guess there's so much time that's spent before that with the you know these kind of loquacious, verbose dialogue scenes. Yeah. That everything has to get kind of resolved within the final four minutes, and then and then we're off. And I just wish that that had not been so kind of truncated towards the end. And, and yeah. I feel like uh, Caitlin, fucking the dead guy. It's like oh, isn't that a funny? thing in a way i don't know it's like a kind of ridiculous situation but there's like you know some kind of comedy in it or something interesting in it yeah but that kind of just immediately because then immediately he has this ridiculously quick revelation based on silent bob's eight words or whatever yeah i'm like oh my god yeah i love her but that would mean a lot more if Caitlin was still a viable option. Because yeah. at this point she's yeah. fucking catatonic and like going yeah. to a mental institution. And so I think that seems really kind of quick and rushed. And for me, when you're talking about Randall and, and his kind of showing himself to be a, a kind of a real character as opposed to just this kind of acerbic, as I say, like misanthropic cartoon character, is the very last shot when uh, he comes in and it's just before the whole film ends. Mm. And he's like, do you want me to, do you want me to help out, like, tidy up or whatever? Yeah. Uh, and do you want me to, you know, see if I can speak to Veronica and see if I can, you know, help out? You know, I didn't mean to, whatever. And just in those little bits, when I think, interestingly, it's not this kind of long dialogue it's just these little yeah. kind of interact. Once that's all kind of broken down, yeah. and it's, it, it just seems so kind of awkward with yeah. that emotion. Yeah, being genuine, you think right. I, I get a real yeah. kind of handle on who he is. Um, yeah, you just wish that that was yeah. more front loaded oh, and there was a bit more yeah. kind of um, time given to that. Because mm. um, if yeah, as, as soon as 
because you know people have got they've been incredible performances in film from people who've never acted before in their lives mm. so it's entirely possible but i think it just i don't know i don't know i mean I, i'm not clever enough to know how to do it but that shows that it's possible to to get yeah. something genuine and something like yeah. say honest but it maybe needs to kind of step away from from all that kind of dialogue but yeah mm. i think it wraps up terror his whole thing of like oh my god He's right. Yeah. I love her. I'm like, fuck off. And th- is that's, that bad acting, though? Again. I mean, it's terrible acting. Again, is, but it's, that the, but it's, is that the culprit here? It is. I think it's both. I think it's bad acting, but I think it's also bad writing. Yeah. I don't know if I can, you know, Jake Gyllenhaal would be able to do better with, like, and then in this one, <laughs> based on this one line from this kind of drug dealer who's been outside the shop the whole time you realise that you love Veronica. Uh, coincidentally, just after Caitlin has been taken yeah. off in an ambulance yeah. and whatever. Um, yeah, so I think the, yeah, the, the end of it is, is annoying cause, in part because there's these little kind of really nice yeah, nuggets in there. potential. Um, but it just, yeah, it's all so kind of quick and it's like they realised, oh, well, we've only got like six feet of film left. So we do, oh, just wrap it up, just wrap it up, just do it all in one. <laughs> um, yeah. So that was, yeah, that's a negative for me. Gosh. Um, but I think making the same point, yes. but just in a different, in a slightly more kind of negative yeah. way. And interestingly, Aww. I'm not sure we talked about this, I think I maybe deliberately didn't mention it because I thought, I'll save that for the Felix. Um But that wasn't the original ending. Oh. Did we talk about this? No. No, we didn't. Because uh, the original ending, you want to talk about bad endings. So Randall... Randall's out of the store. Here comes Randall. He's a berserk. And he does this little shimmy out the shop. And Dante's like, ah, goes back into the thing and whatever. Um, and then a robber comes in, um, shoots Dante, steals the money out of the cash register and leaves. And then the film ends. What? Oh. So he's done. Dead. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. As in, like, he's what had this point of that? big, long day, and then it's all for naught. I don't know. Maybe it's, like, again, in that kind of teenage young man, and then it'll fucking blow people's yeah. minds if this guy gets murdered at the end. Yeah. Um, and it was obviously a terrible idea, and... Um, someone told him that, Someone to. told him that, and, like, just uh, get rid of that ending. Yeah. Um, oh, so then that might be why it's not a great ending, because yeah. it was not in his plan. Not intended to... Yeah, yeah, whatever. But then it does have the great music at the yeah. end that has stayed in my head for ever since we've watched the film. Soul Asylum. Uh, can't even tell or something. I don't know. Um, and then it finishes nicely and he's like, you're closed. I think that's, yeah, that ends in a real kind of hmm. positive as opposed to where it would have done had he yeah. been shot and killed. I, yeah, I agree. Um, Not a good choice. No, no. Um and the only other thing that I would like to mention is mm. that I do enjoy in that kind of super low budgetness. You enjoy, for me, I enjoy the performances of the 100% non-actors more than the Brian O'Halloran bad actors. Okay. Like you get Scott Mosier, who plays Willem, plays Snowball, yeah, uh, and plays the angry hockey playing customer. Yeah. And he's, you know, not an actor, but you, there's the kind of, a, I don't know, there's a almost a deliberate badness about yeah. his, you know, these performances. Walt Flanagan um, plays 
a guy who gets he plays five different characters in the or four different characters in the film. Um, he plays the egg guy. He plays the offended customer who's when they're talking about the jizz mopper. Yeah. And he comes in and he buys his like yeah. kitchen roll and window cleaner and stuff. Um, yeah, I just think it's fun and really adds to that like homemade yeah. aesthetic when it's like we've got this, just the same people Things. cropping in <laughs> yeah, yeah. With slightly different hairstyles yeah. each time. Um, yeah, and I think I, yeah, I really enjoy that. I think Scrappy. It's Especially my favourite one is um, Sanford, the long-haired hockey player who mm. calls him a shoe-polish-smelling motherfucker, which yeah. is a line that does make me laugh, um, then shows up just because he's got long hair. He shows up as an angry mourner when they knock the, when they run out at the funeral yeah. and the woman is, like, waving her fist and that's him just because he's got long hair. That's like, funny. put him in a dress, film him from behind, it's fine, it's fine. <laughs> Love it. Love it. <laughs> Good. 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 Um, so what were your points? What were my points? My points were terrible acting. <laughs> Dialogue, thumbs down, over the top. Uh, n- negative, those are negatives. Oh, um, okay, okay. Difficult to engage with largely cynical and listless characters, oh. also negative. And then two positives, uh, interesting use of location mm-hmm. um, and friendship between Dante and Randall at the end. Nice, nice. Um I went with a positive. There's a light story running throughout. <laughs> uh, positive, the little vignettes are funny. Uh, positive, the dialogue is snappy and unusual. Uh, negative, it wraps up terribly um, in terms of, you know, speedily and, you know, doesn't mm. allow the story to, to finish properly. Uh, and Brian O'Halloran is a bad actor. That was a negative as well. So it was a three for me. It was a two for me. I would say it was a bad two. <laughs> But I did it feel was close to a one. I did feel like there were some good elements in there that felt mm. like uh, were worthy of a positive nice. mention. I was fully anticipating a one. Were you? Yeah. Oh. Definitely anticipating one. So this that's quite pleasant surprise. That's quite pleasing. Quite pleasing for me. Yeah. Um so that was our spoiler filled review of Clerks. Um is the first of uh, a, a series of Kevin Smith films that we should be watching uh, and reviewing, uh, and I'm really hoping that they hold up, because um, otherwise it's going to be a pretty rough ride for oh, yeah. my memories. But thank you very much for, for watching this first one with me. I look forward to going through this journey with you. Thank you very much for listening, if you've listened this far, which you have if you're listening to this. That was our spoiler-filled review of Clerks. Tiffany P., hmm. what did we learn? Uh, I think I think we learned that Inside, you are still the same teenage boy <laughs> who likes over-the-top dialogue and mm-hmm. long chats about Star Wars. That's true. That's and true. And that inside and outside, I am neither of those things. <laughs> <laughs> those are traits that have followed me in the uh, almost 20 years since. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, they have, they have carried through. And absolutely, your, your tolerance for teen... Bullshit remains as low as ever. It was zero when I was a teenager, <laughs> and it was zero now. <laughs> Kid at school. Well, that's just teenage bullshit. You just, you just stop being, being a... so listless and cynical. Get on with it. Get a job, <laughs> sir. Good God. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers.